Welcome back. Welcome back. I am so excited. I was about to say so elated. I said, come on, come on, verbiage. I am so elated that you are here, (laughs) that you are back. We are in episode two of season three. This is Conquering Me podcast. I am Jennifer Jefferson, the voice behind this podcast. On this podcast, we talk and we pray, okay, about developing a personal relationship with Jesus, the joys of developing a personal relationship with Jesus. Here is the truth. To grow in Christ means that I have to suffer in Christ. To grow in Christ means that I will reign with him when he comes, right? To be in Christ, to have him as our savior. But I want us to be okay with being those spiritual, loving, kind-hearted reflections of Christ here on earth. Let us no longer shy away from proclaiming his name. Let us no longer say and say, well, I don't want to say this. I'm nervous about this, all of these things. I want us to be like, nah, hands down. I love Jesus. I follow Jesus. Oh, you go to like, you, you pray all the time. Yep. You read the Bible all the time. Yep. Now, it's not a point for you to go ahead and get self-righteous and get on your high horse. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. But it just really embrace it. And so today we're going to pray. We're going to continue in the what we started last week about the beauty of a repentive heart. Once again, I don't know if I'm making this word up. (laughs) A heart of repentance. How about that? We are going to pray about that. And I I want us to see that. And I want us to pray against the spirit of shame, the spirit of condemnation, this, this feeling of like always feeling guilty because you keep messing up. Here is the beauty about God. He is not going to put a limit on how many times you can come to him. He's not. Unfortunately, that is how people operate. But the reason why we have to operate that like that, because there's only so much we can give. We are limited, but we serve a limitless father. He is the alpha and the omega. He is all that we need and more. He is all that we need and more. I want us to understand that he is our wants. He should be our desires. He should be in every essence of who we are. Every essence of who we are. Now, the truth is that's a lifetime. That is a relationship. This is why we talk about the relationship with Jesus Christ, because it's not just that your relationship with Christ starts the moment you are saved, the moment you have accepted them as accepted Christ as your personal savior. But then how do you begin to know him as your Lord? How do you know him as your healer, your deliverer, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings? How do you know him out that? How do you know him as your refuge, your guide, your God, your friend, and then God being our father? All of these things, that is a relationship that comes over time and you keep seeking and you keep pursuing him just as he pursues us. So we're going to pray. Today, we're going to specifically pray about seeing it. What am I saying? Seeing the sin and the weight 
that so easily besets you. I want your eyes to be open. I want you to pray for your eyes to be open. For your eyes to say, Lord, I see what has been holding me back. I see why this is a constant struggle. This is what we are going to pray for. Because some of us, we think we know, but maybe we don't know the root of what's happening. And then also we don't see the damage of what's happening. And then the beauty of it, let us see the love of God so that we are actually responding to his kindness. This is what it says in Romans 2 and 4. Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience? Not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. What? His kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. So when your eyes are open to what is going on in you, And what is happening in your family, your community, whatever it is that your eyes need to open to and you need to see it and no longer excuse it. May you feel the presence of God's kindness so that you will repent and turn from it. Last week, we were talking about 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. That was the main scripture we were focusing on. And in that, it says... If my people who will call by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them in heaven and heal their land. So we know we went through about really that scripture is it's like a, a step-by-step process, right? It's a step-by-step process to really repent and go before God and turn. But when we see these things, And we realize like, oh my gosh, I'm grieving the Holy Spirit. Oh my gosh, I'm crucifying Christ the flesh. Oh my gosh, like Lord, every time I choose everything else besides choosing you, what is that doing to you, God? Remember on this podcast, we talk about a relationship with Christ. How is that affecting Christ? When we do things that are out of his will, And some things we just don't know, like your family's been telling you, hey, you've been doing this, whatever this is, and that's hurtful. And because you have been excusing it for so long, well, that's just who I am. It is what it is. I'm protecting my peace. But you are walking around with landmines behind you and people are blowing up, being blown up because they love you or because they want to follow you or because they want to be around your presence. They don't even know. People talk about walking on eggshell, honey. Honey, I believe that we are in the time and age where we are set in landfills and we don't even know it. And we wonder why relationships are falling apart. We wonder why all this stuff is falling apart around us. And you are this one person by yourself and you have thought this is okay. It is not okay. Okay. God has called us to be in communion with each other and most of all with him. You have to see it. You have to see what is happening. You have to see how it is affecting you. How is it affecting your family? 
my sister says is how is it tainting your ministry, tainting your, your call? How does this taint your witness? Your witness, remember, we are here as the moment we become saved. We are now his disciples, but we have to be discipled, right? We have to be taught. We have to learn. We have to learn of him. We have to learn his ways. But along the way, we're still speaking of the goodness of God. We're still wanting people to come into the kingdom to be saved because why eternity is real. Eternity is real. Resting with God. This is nothing but a temporary home. This is why the Bible tells us, do not store our treasures here on earth. This, this earth is temporary. Our time here on earth is temporary. If the Lord allows you and graces you to live into your latter years, to where you're in your 70s, 80s, 90s, even 100s, thank God, but that is still temporary compared to eternity. That is a, a pinch, a half of a meter of a drop. Compared to eternity? So we have to see it. No more excuses. No more excuses. So we're going to pray that our eyes are open to what is in front of us. Our eyes are open. And I'm going to read this. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Lord, we thank you for this time. God, we thank you and we declare that our eyes are being opened even right now. Someone's eyes have already been open as you were giving me instructions to tell them and tell even myself, God, because I never want to remove myself from growth, from your lessons, from falling at my knees and repenting. God, we are in this walk together. So God, right now, ask that your love begin to shower down upon us. Let us feel your love and your kindness so that it exposes the dark areas of our lives. We know that you are the light of this world. And the light has a beautiful way of exposing what has been hidden. Some of us don't even know what to repent from because we have become numb to it. It has, it has been a part of our lives for so long. It has been a part of how we speak. It has been a part of how we move, but yet it is complete against and contradictory to your word. So let your word be our lamp so that we can begin to see the ways of, oh my goodness, Lord, we're not reflecting you. 
Let us begin to see that our words are not reflecting you. Lord, you are not asking us to be perfect. We are perfect through you, through Christ Jesus, but you want us to be persistent. You want us to aim to be like Christ. You want us to aim to be this example that will have people to run and say, what must I do to be saved? Open our eyes right now, God. And reveal to us the language that we have been using to excuse the sin, to excuse the weight. Some of us are repeating things because our language keeps inviting the very thing that you have delivered us from. Our language keeps bringing it back into an existence when you have already casted it to the pits of hell. Reveal to us our language. Is our language representative of your hope, your love, your truth, your wisdom, the fruit of the spirit? Is your language representative of life? Not what we consider life. Not what society has said this is life. But what you say is life. Is that what our language represents? Open our eyes, God. Open our eyes to the things that have been holding us bound and waited for so long. Because you said, Jesus, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. But some of these things have to come through understanding. We have to become mature saints and mature believers where we are seeking understanding and we're seeking knowledge so that we can be able to articulate and see what is happening. So when we see the signs of others and the signs that this is what I have been through and this is how God has delivered me, now I can help my brother and sister in Christ. I can help out a loved one and saying, wait a minute, I know what that is because I've been through that. The Lord has given me wisdom and knowledge and understanding that that right there is a sin, even though society may say that's okay. Society say, well, it's okay for you to be like this because of what you have been been through, but you know the word, you know his love, you know his kindness. And you're like, no, that right there is keeping you from the love of Christ. That right there is keeping you from his fullness. That right there is keeping you from really walking in the glory of God. That's what that's doing. Because we have to proclaim what Romans 8, 35 and 39 says. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for, we, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced, Lord, let everyone be, who is listening to me right now be convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Open our eyes to what is separating us. And when we see it, God, we will declare 
This will not separate me from the love of God. The love to embrace. To love to the love that you allowed and you have given us so that we can rest in you. Lord, the love that you have shown for us so many times that you became sin for us. You took on sin when you died on that cross. They put you on the cross for a crime you did not commit, Christ Jesus. And when you died, you took on sin, all sin, not just some sin, all of it. All of it, all of it, you took all of it. Second Corinthians 5 and 21 says, God made him, you Jesus, who had no sin, you never sinned while you walked this earth to be sin for us. So that in him, that we, in you Jesus, can become righteousness of God. Jesus, we thank you for just taking on the sins of us. We didn't earn salvation. We don't even earn righteousness. We don't earn the glory. We didn't even earn grace and mercy. You became the ultimate sacrificial lamb. And when you died, you took on every sin, even the sins that none of us can even imagine. You took that weight and that burden and that pain, that mind battle, that suffering, the persecution, being eliminated, being annihilated, feeling like you are nothing. All the things that we think is consuming us, you took it on. This is why you said my burdens are easy and my yoke is light. You are calling us to come to you. We turn from our sins. We turn from the weights to run to your easiness, to run to your lightness. We don't have to be heavy. We don't have to be stuck. We don't have to be bound. We cannot believe and fall into the nonsense that it's okay to be ignorant. Absolutely not. When you reveal things to us, it's not to reveal it so that we feel shame, but it's to reveal it, to expose it, to bring it out of the darkness. You are calling it out of darkness and into your marvelous light. You have called us out of darkness and into your marvelous light. We thank you, Lord, for every eye that is being opened, every spiritual eye. Our eyes are being open. Our heart is being open. So that we can see it. And thank you for opening our ears so that we can hear what we are saying. Hear how we are excusing it. Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving us a heart of a student so that we can begin to study your word. So that we can begin to align with your word. Let us be so diligent about learning more of you and that we realize like, oh my goodness, Lord, I'm turning more like Christ. <laughs> I'm not even recognizing who I am. That is a joy. That is a beauty. When we can look up and say, wow, I'm changing for the good. I am seeing myself reflect him more.
The old me has passed away. The old me is no longer. I don't need to be that person anymore. That person no longer serves me. That habit no longer serves me. Whatever it is, that weight no longer serves me. That sin never served me. God, I thank you for you serve me. You said, Jesus, that you come to serve. And you are constantly serving that. So that alone, we've, it makes us fall on our knees to say, wow, the one who died and took on every sin of this world came to serve what? Even you, even me. I hear the Lord saying that he's calling for a greater love. For you to experience, for us to experience the greater love. Never stop seeking the greater love, which is Christ Jesus. Never. Never assume that you know all of God's love. Never be comfortable and content in this love. Well, really the right word is to become complacent in this love. Because content is what we need to be according to the script, according to word. But do not become complacent in his love. There is a deeper depth that God is calling for his children in this season, in this time that we are living in. Where we'll be able to see and explain the mysteries of him. Be able to have hard conversations that we thought we could never have. Be able to stand in places that we thought we could never stand in and proclaiming the name of Jesus, walking in his character, walking in his grace, having our language reflect him. And Lord, we bind every spirit that comes to taint this mindset. We bind every spirit that makes us reject the truth and the knowledge of God. And Lord, I ask that you begin to touch our circles, our family, our friends, our coworkers, whatever it is. Sometimes you send the message through an unlikely messenger. So we will not reject that. We bind the spirit of rejection. Lord, you gave us the word and we read the scripture that we shall let nothing separate us from the love of Christ. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And the biggest person that will not separate us from, our, from your love is ourselves. We will not sabotage our growth. We will see the weight as you expose our eyes. We will not excuse it because excusing it is a sabotage. Excusing it is going against every, every prayer, everything that we have desired. That's what happens when we excuse it. But when we gain understanding, it gives us peace. It gives us an ability to have compassion for others who will go through the same thing that you have allowed us to overcome. And when we are the overcomers and we can proclaim that, Lord, I no longer struggle with this, we bind the spirit of self-righteousness, the spirit of haughtiness, and the spirit of judgment. But we will stay in the position and the heart of Mary sitting at the feet of our Savior, being thankful and gracious and being excited to share the goodness of our Lord. We thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. And one last prayer for anyone who is not saved. 
you need to have Jesus as your personal savior. I want to make this clear. I love that you're listening to the podcast. I love that you're in your word. But if you don't know in the bottom of your heart that you're saved for real, for real, meaning like, Lord, did I really say, God, I need you? Like, come into my life, be my savior. It's okay to repeat that prayer if you're not sure. But I need you to be sure and to know. Because what we know is what we move on. And that's how we live. When you know that you know that you know that you know, nothing can separate you from the love of God. So if you need a little bit more assurance, let's just, let's just pray this prayer. Lord, come into my heart. I believe that you are the son of God. I believe that you died and rose for me. Please forgive me of my sins. If that is who you are and you have said that, you are saved, you have believed it, you have confessed it, this is a faith move and the action move is getting to your word, asking the Holy Spirit to help you in changing your character, your natures and your ways. Find a church home, find a good Bible study group, whatever it is, be patient with people like you want people to be patient with you. It may take some time to write, find a good church home, but it's a good thing that we come together and we assemble together so that we can encourage and love one another and speak of the goodness of the Lord so that when we go out into the field, we have the right tools to be rejuvenated and the right tools to go ahead and bring more people into the kingdom. Stop running away from church. Stop running away from small groups. I don't care if it's small groups, Bible study groups, whatever it is. Let somebody know who you are so they can walk with you, okay? I love you all. Please like, subscribe. We are building our social media content. Go to the website, um, conqueringme.co, C-O, conqueringme.co. And this is where I'm gonna be putting a whole lot more content and a whole lot more stuff there. And you'll be able to find everything there. I love you all. Every time you guys like, subscribe, um, follow, whatever like that, it just helps with the growth of the ministry and, gl- and the growth of what we are doing here. And I say we, cause we're in this together. I truly believe that we are in this together. And I look at this media company that God is calling me to build as a ministry, right? Cause this is about proclaiming the name of Jesus. And we want people to be saved because why eternity is real. Eternity is real. This is all temporary. This earth, this life is temporary, but I want to spend eternity with my heavenly father. That's what I want. So I want us to really think of us ourselves as a community. So I'm praying for God's wisdom, his grace, and his strategy to build and grow this. And I hope that you're praying for me. I love you all. And I will speak to you next Friday.